0: God bless you for being in the house of God And for your worship tonight I won't keep you but just a few moments Uh, I believe the Lord There are times that you preach from inspiration And times that you preach from permission Because the word of God permits you to speak certain things And uh, teach And preach certain truths and then there are times that it is your burden and that's what I bring to you tonight, the burden of my heart. Mark chapter 4, Mark the 4th chapter and I want to read verse 35 and verse 36. And if you begin reading with me, I know that you will quickly identify the story and where the setting is. It is the Sea of Galilee, Jesus with His disciples going into a boat and moving to another location. And the Bible said, And the same day when the even was come, He saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was, in the ship. And there were also with them other little ships. I want to focus your attention for a few moments tonight on that particular portion of scripture. And there were also with him other little ships. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. As a pastor, I I am troubled many times by various things, but nothing troubles me more than the amount of selfish living that I see in so many people in our day. We live in a time where people pretty much live to themselves and they live for themselves and they consider nothing else. They are only focused on what is best for them and what they want and what their wishes are. And that's why people are so rude in line. And that's why they are so rude on the freeway. And uh, they come in, they go around, they try to cut in line. I I was uh, the other day at uh, Chick-fil-A with my wife. And, and you know how notorious this particular one down here by us is for long lines. I mean, they just wrap around the, the, the restaurant, it's a popular place, they have good food and a lot of people like to go there. But they've tried to help facilitate, speed up the process and so they have now developed two lanes. There's two places where you can order and, and somehow their system has uh, has helped them to even... Uh, process more orders than before. But we were in line and there was a line that wrapped around the building and um, we had almost gotten up to uh, the place where it was our time to order and there was a that empty slot on the outside and there was a woman that went around all of the other people, all of the other car that had been waiting in line and she jumped the curb and pulled over in that Lane, so she could place her order. Oblivious, or maybe she wasn't oblivious. That's just the way people are. That's the world that we live in. It's about me, it's for me, and as long as that's taken care of, what happens to you is incidental. And it is so even sometimes in the church. Sometimes we become extremely selfish. We only come for church for what we get out of it. We're only worried about what we are going to gain from the experience of church, and we fail sometimes to recognize that there are others that come into play. That there are others that figure in the picture. That selfishness that is manifest. I I see it often in marriages. I see it in relationships. I. I see it in problems that that come up between people that could easily be resolved, but they are never resolved because people are self-centered and they are selfish. And all they're interested in is what involves them. They're not gonna say, I'm sorry, because if they said I'm sorry, that might indicate to the other person that they were sorry and they're not going to let their guard down. And so people are at juggernaut. They're they're in a blockade in their life because of the spirit of selfishness. My God, what is wrong with this thing tonight? Oh. That spirit, that's the devil trying to stop me from preaching to you tonight, and I ain't going to do it. Selfishness is killing us. It is eating up, and it's destroying families, and it's destroying marriages, and it destroys relationship, and it causes people to be at odds with one another in the church and side. You know what's sad? I have been in the church long enough to know that there are people that will come to church and sit on one side and they will never dare go to the other side because if they did, they would have to meet somebody they don't want to talk to. And so rather than doing that, they just stay in their little world and they fail to realize that there are other little ships that are involved in this thing that we are involved. That they are not alone and their actions cannot speak only of themselves. I have seen it where a marriage could have been healed and and a relationship could have been restored if people had simply come down off of their selfish ladder and said, you know what? I am willing to do whatever it takes to make this work. I'll humble myself. I'll admit my wrong. I'll say I'm sorry. I'll do whatever I need to do because I want this to work. And thousands upon thousands... The people are injured tonight because of selfishness, self-centered living, where all we focus on is our particular problem. So often in life that is the way it is, that we focus only on what affects us. We're only looking at how it affects me and how I feel about it. And the things that are happening, how they are going to play into my life. But the story that I read to you tonight is one that I want to draw your attention to again and remind you that there were other ships involved in that story. That it was not just about Jesus and His disciples. It was not about just one boat on the ocean or the sea of galilee that day but there were other vessels that were journeying with them there were other vessels that were making the same commute and those other vessels were being affected in the same way that jesus and his disciples were being affected how often In life others are forgotten They're the forgotten part of the story Because we are so absorbed in our own world That we forget about them But there are others There are others There are others tonight in this sanctuary That are being influenced and affected by my attitude And by my spirit And by my decisions I I stand here tonight to tell you That I have lived long enough And I've pastored long enough Long enough, and I've dealt with families long enough to know that there are some people that are not in church today. There are some children that are not in church today because a parent would not forgive, because a parent would not get over some issue in their life, and they forgot about the other ships, and all they focused on was their need and their want and what was right for them. And there were other little vessels that were involved in the equation. That get lost in the story. And they're no longer here because somebody failed to realize that you're not alone in this thing. And you're not an island tonight to do whatever you and I want to do. But we have a responsibility to somebody else around us. And our life will affect them in some way. There are others who play into the story There are other little ships that are involved. They may not be as important as that one. They may not carry the cargo that that one ship carried, but they are important all the same. Other little ships. Who says they are not important? They are important tonight. And they were all in the storm. They were all affected by the storm. I want to remind you tonight that you and I are not islands and we are not alone. What affects me affects others. And what affects my family affects other families. And what affects my marriage affects other marriages. And oh, somehow tonight if you could hear the burden cry of a preacher and realize that there are others that you need to be responsible for... And that you need to be conscious of. And let the focus of your attention be more than just on your own selfish need or desire. But what will my decisions do? How will they affect those little ships? How is what I'm doing right now going to play into the outcome of their life? When I look at my grandbaby now and I pick her up in my arms, something inside of me cries out hueses. Are you doing the right thing for her? Not the right thing for yourself. Not what you want. Not what is convenient for you. Not what you want to do right now. But how is what you're doing right now going to affect her life? How is what you are deciding about? How is what you're talking about right now? How is what you are looking at right now going to affect her life? There are other little ships involved in this thing. And the focus of our text may, in some way, only be upon the main vessel which contained Jesus and his disciples. But there were others that were feeling the same fury that they were, there were others that were feeling the same pressures. In that moment of panic, those disciples rose and they got to their master and said, Lord, do you care that we perish? And we can criticize them for their fear and doubt. But I I want to tell you, I don't think any of us would have been any different. We would have been in the same way. But what I want you to see is that what they did affected others. What they did affected others in the fact that they were willing to go to the Lord and they were willing to seek Him about the storm they were going through. What they did reached out and influenced those other little vessels. They were all being affected by the storm and they were all being affected by the work of God. Hear me tonight church. Please hear me tonight. Never underestimate the influence of your efforts never underestimate the influence of your prayers and never underestimate the influence of your faith that can bless others that can minister to others i remember as just a child growing up in a pentecostal church and there wasn't we didn't have a large congregation But there were a good group of people in my home church and there was one particular man as I grew up that I wanted to be like his name was Don Walden he was a he, he was a fine looking guy, and, and uh, i I would watch him in church he didn 't even know he to this day doesn 't even know what i 'm telling you I never shared it with him, but I watched him when he would clap his hands as a five six year old boy I would try to clap my hands like him, and when he would lift his hand i, I would I would lift my hands and I would look over at him to see if I were lifting them when he prayed I I tried to mimic him in his prayer I tried to do what he was doing and he was unaware that anybody was even watching him there came a time in my life when Don disappeared what happened to Don Walden I wasn't old enough to know what backsliding was I wasn't old enough to know that he had made some choices that took him away from God all I knew is my example was missing The man that I watched in church so I knew how to clap my hands and the one that I looked to to know how to lift him and pray was not there anymore. Folks, there are other little ships involved in this thing tonight. And I'm just wondering, I'm wondering out of the passion of my heart, how are my actions tonight affecting other little ones how are my actions? The things that I am doing. We, we, we live in a world where there is such latitude. And, and there is such privilege. There is such opportunity. And we, we don't we don't hear clothesline preaching anymore that's you, you some of you if you've been around church long enough you know what that is wherever service everything that's wrong is preached about and nothing right is is ever talked about and, and and every service all the problems are lined up we don't do that i i don't do that i don't preach that way but we live in a time where we all have a lot of latitudes and and we have opportunities and we have privileges and we have the ability to do things on our own, or go places, or watch things, or or bring things into our home. And I'm just wondering tonight, how are my actions affecting little ones? You see, I learned something a long time ago. That I might be able to handle what I'm doing, but my children may not. I may be able to deal with it. I may be able to handle it, but my little one when I pick Callie up and I look at those innocent eyes I I ask myself Hughes are your actions in any way going to influence her in a negative way when I come in here and I see these other children and I look into those innocent eyes I'm wondering what I'm doing how it's going to influence and affect their lives will they grow up in a church will they be able to grow up and become adults one day and be able to enjoy what I'm enjoying tonight or are things that I'm doing and decisions that I'm making will they veer this church in a direction that one day nobody will recognize what we are my God tonight you better listen to me and you better hear what this preacher is saying there are other people involved in your decision and you better weigh them heavily before you decide to do what all you might want to do What are my actions doing? How are they going to affect? How are they going to influence? How is my attitude affecting those other little ones? My attitude. That's so hard to cover. And it's so easy to disguise. Seems a contradiction, but it's true. Attitude is so hard to put your finger on. Because it doesn't show all the time. But they see it. They see it in the way that I make the catty remarks about somebody else in the church. Or they see it in the way that I treat somebody else. I tell them to love and do right. And then they watch me and I do not do right. How is my attitude affecting other little ships? Those others that are on, they're feeling the same thing that I'm feeling. The same storm that's affecting me is affecting them. And the tragedy is with some of these little ones, they don't have on board what you have on board. They don't have the presence of God in their life like you have in your life. And if you're not careful, all that you're worried about is you and you alone. Oh, tonight, God, that I would wake up and realize that there are others involved in this equation. It's not just about what I want and I'm not being satisfied and I'm not happy and and nobody understands what I'm going through, but there's others involved in this equation and I want to do the right thing by them as well. How are my decisions affecting the little ones? The things that I allow and approve in my life, how are they Affecting little ones. More important than anything else. Is how am I handling my crisis? Because how I handle my crisis is going to affect them in their crisis. Because when they went to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that we perish? He arose and he rebuked the wind and there was a calm that came to that sea. And the comet came to that boat where Jesus was, came to those other little vessels that were around. They felt the same power hear me tonight church there are others little ones sometimes we get aggravated by them sometimes we wish we could make them go away but the truth is they're there for a reason never underestimate the power and influence of your decisions oh that I could help somebody tonight weigh the effects of your decisions and what you're about to do and realize that you are not an island what affects you will affect them And what you do will also affect what they do. There are other lives that are affected and influenced by my decisions tonight. Before I ruin a life, before I ruin some others, make sure that I am doing the right thing. I want Callie Grace to know how to deal with her problems. I do. I want Callie Grace to know Am I teaching her the right place to go in the time of trouble? Am I teaching her the right place to take my fears and my worries? Am I teaching her the right thing to do in a crisis moment? That's the question that begs to be answered tonight. The right way to deal with failure. The right way to deal with frustrations. Oh, that we could recognize and become conscious of. Others, everybody say it with me, others, others, little ships, little lives, little voices that are influenced. Let's stand together. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name.